Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm Derek Sassman. Thank you for tuning into our show. And today I'm excited. We have a very special guest with us. She is the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight, sponsor of the show. Michelle, thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, busy travel agent schedule to come on and talk to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And of course, our diehard Doug fans out there, Doug is... Hasn't left. He's actually sitting right next to Michelle. Uh, Doug, how are you doing right now? Doing good. She hasn't kicked me out of the room yet. Well, perfect. Well, I'm excited because in uh, a little over a week's time, you guys are going to be doing a run Disney event together. So uh, this is just fun hearing about it a little bit more with you guys and going to hear more about it. So stay tuned for some updates. But today's episode, I'm really excited to hear more of Michelle's story. We talk about her a lot on this show. Uh, she has done a wonderful job planning trips for my family. Doug, you definitely know she's the Rope Drop Queen. You've shared so many stories. And we thought it'd be fun to bring her on to uh, Rope Drop Radio since she is the Rope Drop Queen and hear a little bit more about uh, what makes her the Rope Drop Queen and so into Disney and an amazing travel agent. So, Michelle, uh, this is more your show. We want to hear about you and we want to know about your Disney story, your Disney background. So when did it all start for you? How how old were you when you kind of got that Disney bug? I think I was like three or four. Um, I went to Disneyland with my family. Um, and then we first went to Disney World when I was about seven. Um, and then my parents thought I needed a brother. So we had to take some time out there. But Nine or ten, I think, um, we started going every summer for about two weeks. My parents got a timeshare um, off property. And so back then, there wasn't as many um, great advantages to staying on property, like the magic bands and the extra magic hours. So um, we stayed off property with lots of room and space. But we went two weeks every year um, down to Florida. So um, that was kind of my kid's story. I Wait, but your trips for those two weeks... You didn't do it quite like you do now. (laughs) When would you arrive at the park back then? Oh, we'd finally arrive at like noon and then we'd go and eat. I don't, I guess I don't even understand. (laughs) Is the park even open at noon? Do they even let people in at that time? They shut down right after rope drop, right? (laughs) You're not allowed in unless you pop. Tell that to my father. No, he was not an early morning person. So I think that's why I am the person I am today is because I missed so many rope drops when I was little. So, um, but yeah, so I kind of kept doing that until I was senior in high school. And then the next time back was when um, we went on our honeymoon. And then we've taken lots of great trips with the kids ever since. Awesome. Well, you know, the, the really great thing is uh, I got to know you a couple years ago 
uh, when we were planning uh, our first family vacation to Disneyland, uh, we were working with a di different travel agent and we were just having some really hard time communicating what we wanted and we referred to you and, and, and the rest has been history. You've been wonderful to work with. Uh, you know, got to you know get to know your husband and, and put on this podcast. Uh, but talking about the travel agent side, you've planned a few of our trips already. You're currently planning uh, another one for us in a, in a few weeks. And I want to know why? What? Why do you love being a travel agent? What? What really? You know, you've been amazing to work with. You're you're always you know knowledgeable. You give great advice. Uh, you go the extra mile. Why do you do all of that? What made you want to become a, a travel agent, and especially uh, your focus on Disney and, and Universal? And, and I mean, this is a time you can actually tell us everything you do focus on. Um, I kind of wanted to be a travel agent because I was already planning all my friends' trips anyway. So I thought. Hey, if there's a way I could, you know, benefit from this, get paid and help even more people, I thought that would be a great plan. So I applied to a travel agency and um, they accepted me and that part's history. Um, I really, really help people plan their trips, um, their day, um, dining, fast passes uh, from start to finish. So um, I really think it's important to, for me to be active in the planning part of the trip. Um, I don't just book the trip and then just say, hey, um, it's all you now. Have fun. Goodbye. So um, I'm even there during the trip so they can call or even text um, me while they're at the trip or while they're at the parks and they have a question or something. So so she's saying next time, Derek, ask her where the closest restroom is. Hey, I can tell you. I, I know you can, but actually <laughs> this last trip, Doug, I was having more fun texting you uh, everything. Uh, you've been be you've become my backup travel agent. You've been my venting agent. Uh, where there I'm like, ah, oh, this line is too long. I'm going to text Doug. Uh, but <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, and, and so there you go, rope drop listeners. Feel free to text Doug. Uh, all your venting line, if you're in a line that's really long, you can text Doug. But Michelle, you have, uh, I've really enjoyed, especially this latest trip, I kind of, uh, for me, it was great. I was like, here are all the rides that we want to do. Uh, here's kind of ABC. And, you know, you just worked with me to, uh, you know, you want to do this at this time, this at this time. Hey, lunch is over here. And then for my wife and I, it's like, oh, great. We'll just uh, do our fast passes that way. And we trust that we know with you we're going to be able to hit uh, everything that we want to do and then some. And uh, it's been great to have you plan our trips. So, and planning not just the ones we're doing now, but all the runs in the future. And so let me ask you a few questions we get from a lot of our listeners. I know Doug and I love answering questions on this show. So let's get your input. What is your favorite time of year to do uh, to, to take a trip? Um, Disney World, I like um, September is good. Um, early September, really late August is okay too. But September, you start seeing those that the fall decor. Um, you might be able to catch a Mickey's... Um, uh, not so scary Halloween party. Um, I just really enjoy the fall season at Disney with the beautiful um, decorations, the low crowds of September, and um, also the. Um, what am I thinking of? What's the word? Um, I don't know what the word. Come on, the weather. I like the weather. I like the heat in um, September. You like the weather I in like September? The heat. I do. My, yeah. I start sweating as soon as I step out the door. No, so, I like I uh, like the heat of September. I don't like the cold of January. So is the length or the time of the year is so when you're planning a trip, is that the first thing you have people pick 
when they're planning a trip, when somebody calls you, like, hey, I want to go to Disney World, is that the first thing you tell them to do? Yeah, kind of. That's the, probably the most important piece is when can you go? Like, are your kids in high school, can you really take them out of school? Um, are your kids little? You can probably take them out of school. Um, or what's your poli- what's your school's policy? Will they let them out of school and you not get in trouble? Um, or what's your work? Are you a teacher? Can you only go at like at breaks like Christmas or spring break? I think that's the most important thing to figure out first is when can you go? What's realistic for your family? So once you have that, where do you go from there? Uh, then we talk about length, probably. Like what? Um, how long do you want to be there? Um, kind of what do you want to accomplish in there? Have you been there before? Um, and kind of what what do you like about the first trip? Or if this is your first trip, what have you seen that you really think you want to do? I loved every time we planned your trip with you because you've asked all these questions. And I know length. I could probably be there three weeks and have no problem uh, filling each minute of every day. But you know the one thing uh, I, I know we get a lot of questions on. I know we talked about this in a previous episode. It's actually our number one most listened to show is on resorts. So, Michelle, what do you usually recommend when uh, we when you talk about resorts, especially in the Walt Disney World when you have so many? And, and you have been a fantastic to work with on that. Um, now we're resort hopping because of you. But it's, <laughs> it's great. And so what do you, when, when people call, because it's overwhelming. It, there's so many. Uh, how do you help them narrow it down? Well, I kind of I take the ones that are the best um, for my family. I look at the ages of the kids of that family and see, you know, what I think would be the best. Um, if they gave me a budget to work with, um, I kind of, you know, I would know if they would be a value type family or, or deluxe. I try to get them the most bang for their buck. But if they have the money to spend, the deluxe resorts are just so much easier with transportation and um, deluxe. the amenities, like the, the slides of the pools and the character meals. The thread the... count on the sheets. <laughs> the important stuff. Yeah, that's important to you, you Doug. Know, there we go. Yeehaw, Bob. Well, that one's moderate, though. Yep, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, yep, she got you. Yep. I usually, I'll usually, when I do a quote, I'll usually give you a couple of each to kind of see what you're thinking, and then we kind of narrow it down from there. And I always like that. It kind of gives me, a, a, you know, I do, I like giving you an estimate, and you're working with that. Uh, every trip that, not only us, but a lot of our friends have planned with you as well, they love how it's just like, oh, if I spend a little bit more, I get all the, I get that extra higher thread count and everything. So, no, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, who I've worked with other travel agents and, and just it, really great to, to know bang for the buck. You know, we're spending a lot of money to go to Disney World and, and you do a great job helping us um, get everything that we want to do. Uh, another question that we get is what do you think the ideal length of the trip is? This kind of comes up a lot. So I think I really think like six nights, five days would be a really good trip. Um, I know it doesn't work for everybody, but um, when they ask me what's my opinion, that's my opinion. Six six nights, five days. That way you have some time to to um, really explore all the parks. You don't have to rush, 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 rush. Um, I know lots of my lots of my clients like the four day tickets or five nights just because they're they can go do one park every day and they feel like they can get it done. But that fifth day, I mean, Magic Kingdom has so much to do. So I always suggest your fifth day in the parks be at Magic Kingdom. Um, as long as your kids are the right ages for that. Does anybody ever ask you if it's worth um, to get the longer trip to stay value, or should we do a shorter trip to stay deluxe? Does that conversation come up? 
very often, like changing the length of stay to fit the budget with the type of resort they want, or is it more about park days? Not so much. You know, that's a good question. I, you know, I, yeah, it could come up, but it doesn't come up as much as you'd think. No, it's more about how much time can I get in the theme parks or like what amenities would my resort have more so than, yeah, changing the length of the trip to fit the budget. Well, as long as my resort has a little powered boat that I can rent in the marina, that's really all that matters. I mean, anybody that listens to the show knows I talk about those all the time. So <laughs> I get that question a lot. No, where, I don't. Where can I, I get a boat? Never? No. Yeah, I want a boat. I need a boat, personal boat. No? No. Okay. All right, moving on. Next thing, uh, a lot of things we like to ask people are some, what are some of your favorite uh, top do do's and top don'ts uh, when you're going to the Walt Disney World? Well, do, I would say, definitely stay on property. You can get a lot of extra magic. Um, the value resorts really aren't very much more expensive than when you stay off property at just a basic hotel. And just yeah. to be clear, to interrupt, we've stayed off property a number of times. Oh, yeah. So it's, Lots. it's not, yeah. we've only stayed on property, and that's why we love it. She's stayed off plenty. So, and back and forth too so okay, yeah carry on so really just staying on property kind of being in a in the disney bubble as people call it mm -hmm. so you get the magic bands you get added time to do your fast passes making your dining you can do your length of stay at 180 days there's just um and the bus transportation you don't have to rent a car i mean how exciting is it to get off the plane not having to rent a car and um be stressed out about driving not that orlando is stressful to drive in i always drive on the trip doug does not True, unless yeah. you're driving from Miami to Orlando, yeah. then I drive, because evidently that's necessary. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, my first one is just to stay on property. Really emerge yourself in Disney if you're going to do it, even for first-timers, you know, or if you stayed on property 20, 200 times. I don't know. Uh, well, that's not me yet. I haven't stayed on not property yet. 200 times. Not quite. But, Close. So, yeah, um, so stay on property. Give it another year or two. <laughs> um. Uh, the dining plan, I think, is really, really good for first-timers because um, it's just so easy. You can have everything prepaid in advance. Um, you're just dealing in the credits. Um, and and it's you plan out lots of your meals. Like if you do the plus dining plan where you have a sit-down meal um, every day, you're just kind of – you can go, 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 and then relax at dinner. And it's already saved. You have someone to wait on you. Um, you don't have to get up and serve your kids unless you have a buffet and then yeah. – yeah, you do. We're but, done with buffets, I think, mm -hmm. after the last trip. Yeah, so I like the dining plan, too. Um, doesn't work for everybody, but it works for most. Um, and then my, my other big do is just to plan ahead. Really, um, if you can book your trip more than 180 days in advance, then let's do it because there's lots of benefits. You can get the character dining that you want. You get the resort you want. Um and not only planning that far in advance, but also I'm going to give you lots of tips and stuff, but do a little bit of research on your own, kind of feel what your, see what your family really wants to do. Like so. listen to Rope Drop Radio. Yep. That's the first, that's one of the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are my big, I would say biggest do's. And what about some things that you uh, recommend people don't do besides bringing selfie sticks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really important. Um, I say don't sleep in. I know lots of people like to sleep in on vacation, but I, I don't I don't understand that that one. Nope. <laughs> he's a morning guy. Yep. You so don't he's yeah. He, I, 
Hey, we took some awesome naps on our last trip. I don't know if that came through in the trip report, but naps are amazing at Disney World. Um, so <laughs> you got me off topic yep, here. I'm good at that. Yeah, so don't, I mean, you're paying all this money. Go explore the theme parks. Well, um, don't waste time taking naps. Yes. Hey, now, the yeah. lines were super long. It was the middle of the day. That way we're a bookend in our park experience. Yeah, and do. do take a nap. If your significant other like beats you until you you know drop dead, that might be another forces you into four parks in one day. Yep. So um, another don't um, don't set your expectation expectations too high. You know it's good to have that plan that we talked about, but you know don't set yourself up for failure. Like don't don't think that you're gonna accomplish every single thing that Disney World has to offer because I have been there so many times and I haven't done everything. So. Um, in one trip, you're just you're just not gonna see everything. She finally went on Ellen's um, Universe of Energy. I did that when I was young, little. Yeah, but not this version with Bill Nye and Ellen. I think it'd been a few decades for you. I so had a good nap. She finally got on it, and I had a good so nap. She did. So, so if you take a nap, <laughs> you do it in the park. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Okay, there you go. So, any other uh, any other don'ts um, that uh, you try to tell people? Um, not to um, do. Just, just don't forget to have fun. So if your plan's not going, you is know, that a don't or a do. Do don't forget it, to have fun. No, don't I'm do doing don't. Fun. Okay. Don't Go forget on. to have fun. No, it's you know if you can have all this planning done, but if you know your kid decides they need um, diet coke. What kind of um, kid drinks diet coke? And this happened to one of my friends, so I, I can just say this. Yeah. So they just entered, you know, Magic Kingdom, and their kid just had a breakdown, and they just had to have a Diet Coke. And once they got it in them, they were fine. But they fought it for a while and wasted some time and just just, just kind of go with the flow. Go with the moment. Get them cookie and move on. <laughs> get them some sugar. No, I, what's, what's funny is I do agree with that, and, and I know my wife listening to this will nod because I'm, I will have high expectations, and every now and then I have two toddlers. We have a meltdown. <laughs> And, and which makes me want to have a meltdown. I got to remember, you know, don't forget to have fun. You have kids there. I like that. That is a good tip to remind people. So One time we had too high of expectations was our Star Wars Day at Sea. I'll say we went in that with super high expectations. And, yeah, that hurt us a little bit, I think. Yeah, so now we learned. Now we learn. And you're better for it because you've gotten to experience it. And now can yep. tell all of your... Uh, all the people who want to do that, expect what to expect. Um, yep. Number one question that we get on this show is, why is it called Rope Drop Radio? And you are the Rope Drop Queen. So let me ask you, Michelle, why Rope Drop? Uh, it's just so important because you can do so much in those first two hours of the park opening. Um, you know, you hear about all these lines and you hear about so many people. But really, those first two hours, it's kind of almost like a ghost town. So... Not only can you, the Magic Kingdom still has a welcome show, so not only can you see the welcome show and really get your day started on the right foot, but you can really get a lot done. You can go on most of the e-ticket attractions, the roller coasters, and the slow-loading um, attractions, and you just get so much done. Um, should I tell them my rope job story, or have you already said Go that? for it. No. Tell so, rope job More story. stories. <laughs> yeah, so we were staying at Bay Lake Tower, and... Um, I just, um, I don't know. I was slow getting around one day and I mean, you walk, you can walk to magic kingdom and I, we didn't make rope drop and I vowed never to miss a rope drop again. So we have not 
missed rope drop since then, and that was 2012, 2012. maybe? 2012, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've missed a couple because we've come straight from the cruise to the parks, but when we're staying there when and we wake up. it's out of our control, we've missed it. Yeah, yeah. We have not missed a rope drop. We so. did not make it to the rope drop the day after our half marathon either. Okay. But we'll get a pass for that. <laughs> yeah. No, we well, didn't need to here's the that. difference between rope drop, which I just learned talking to Doug a few weeks ago. You know, I've always been a rope dropper, and to me, that was always 15 minutes, give or take 20 minutes. You guys take rope dropping to a whole different extreme. When you are uh, an hour, am I right? An hour before, you'll be the very first, first touching the rope. I'm, I'm okay yeah. if I'm about, you know, a couple people. I can see the rope. You guys are literally the ones on the rope. Your feet are underneath of it. You're getting a sprint start. Yeah, I mean, my Facebook profile picture is a picture of a rope. She so. hasn't changed it in like I, what eight years? That's 2011. Yeah, six years. Six years. Okay. Yeah, it's a rope for a reason. So. I'm not a morning person, so she has the challenge of getting three kids out of bed and me. I'm probably the worst one. But I don't want to miss rope drop, but yet I love pillows, so it's <laughs> tricky. So, yeah, rope drop. You can do more in those two hours than the average guest does in their entire day. It's very true. A lot of people are like, like Michelle was saying in the beginning, like to roll in a couple hours late, let that big crowd get through. Um, but yeah, if you get to that, you know, especially get to that back of the park, you can get a lot in. So and I like how you call yeah. audibles. I heard some stories about you'll, you'll literally be calling an audible as the rope comes down where to go. That's you so. audible to the mine train. So we were going space and then you're just giving me hand signals. Well, I kind of got stuck in one I lane. Couldn't, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't you. go. Claire and I, we were back a few people and she's just like looking back, giving me hand signals. I'm like, Oh, we're going to the mine train, Claire. So there we went. We were in a good spot for it, so we yeah. we needed to do it. We then. held our position well. We're not super aggressive rope droppers, though. We get ran off the rope as it gets moving by the uh, elbows and. Because I'm not going to step on people's feet, no, and I'm not going to be pushy. So we're uh, we're nice. Westerners. Nice rope. You guys droppers. are too nice. Too nice. We are way too um, nice. See, that's why I get a little behind, and I got the stroller, and that I rent while I'm there, and I just mow down people. Uh, and and there I get ahead of the head of the crowd, so that's why I can sleep oh, in a little bit longer because I I use a stroller as a weapon. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're getting uh, off topic, but I do love talking about uh, why the show is Rope Drop Radio for uh, literally the number one question we do get. Um, but uh, before we get into uh, we're going to start doing some lightning round stuff in a minute. But our final question that we have is how important do you think planning your day is? I know you've hinted on a lot, but you know every day at the park can be a little bit different, uh, and especially using you as a travel agent. How important is it to, to plan your day out? Uh, planning is really important because you're just, you're going to get the most out of your day. So you're going to, um, if as long as you plan your three fast passes ahead of time at your six to day mark, um, make a dining reservation. I suggest one a day. Um, so you're not too bogged down with too much of a plan. So you can still be a little flexible, but one dining reservation a day, we make that 180 days in advance. Um, and then we, we kind of play in your first couple steps of the day. Um, I send a tip sheet to all my clients, you know, saying what, what are the attractions you can hit first thing in the morning if you don't have them for a fast pass. So, um, it kind of sends them in the right direction with a little bit of a, a plan throughout the day. So you say plan your dining one a day. Is there ideal time you would tell them to get that dining reservation? 
I like dinners. Um, I think that because you're tired, you are um, hot, sweaty. It's nice to be served kind of your drinks and your food um, for dinner. If you're going to do a breakfast, it's either got to be an 8 o'clock, park opens at 9, or it's got to be like a 10.30. Don't do a 9 so that you're wasting your rope drop. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, lunches are good, too. Um, we like we like lunches, but it's just, it's hard because your fast passes usually run right through right about lunch, so it's hard to plan. Do you pick specific days for the parks based off anything? Uh, based on, it, it kind of depends on your own family, so... If you think your family's going to get up and hit the 7 or 8 a.m. extra magic hour, then we'll plan for you to go to that park. Um, if you have a hopper, sometimes we'll plan for you to go to park with extra magic hours, and then you can hop away. Why would you hop away from it? Because the, the extra magic hours kind of draw in the crowds more. So um, so we get you hop, we let you hop away. So in that instance, we plan your fast passes for a different park. Um, so you start... Rope drop, mm -hmm. extra magic hours at one park, and then hop away. Smart. It really is. And, and those tip sheets that you send out are, are great and, and can definitely help you get as much as you possibly can because uh, it's not cheap going to the Walt Disney World, and, uh, and you definitely help get uh, as much done in that day. So I know Doug and I, we talk a lot about uh, planning the trips, but you know Michelle's boots on the ground kind of taking care of all the, the details for you. That's a, that's definitely been a huge blessing for us and, and something I highly recommend. Never plan your Disney trip on your own. Always use a certified Disney travel agent. We, of course, highly re recommend uh, the Rope Drop Queens. So uh, what you're about to hear now is some lightning. And, Doug, you're going to take away. Uh, this is, Doug, your turn to be quick, right. especially since you're sitting uh, right next to your wife, it'll be more fun. But Doug, you are in charge of our lightning round. So if, if this is your first time listening, we have guests on the show. It is exactly what it sounds like. I also want to call it the Lightning McQueen round. It's got to be fast. So quick answers. Doug's going to give you some, and this is just a little bit better to know more about you and some of your uh, favorite Disney stuff. So are you ready, Michelle? I guess. Right, quick answers. Know. Derek, though, if <clears throat> she gives an answer and you want to know why, definitely interrogator i i can right. definitely do that lightning round time it is all right favorite disney movie tangled favorite disney character pluto favorite disney villain lotso why lotso because he smells like strawberries is that a good thing or a bad thing i think it's a good thing is that yeah wouldn't you like an evil villain i love the smell of strawberries that makes him even more evil he made strawberries bad here, for so many people. I, I just found something out. She she went over a favorite Disney character, and I just found out on her Facebook feed that you have a massive Pluto ornament collection. I didn't yeah. know that. So that was that was on our Facebook uh, uh, we'll post your ornament pictures. Yeah, yeah, I've been collecting them since I was really little. <laughs> yep, it's always been Pluto. So, all right, back to the lightning. Favorite Disney attraction? Um, Expedition Everest. Oh, that's a good favorite one. Disney park. All the parks. Uh, Hollywood Studios. Hmm. Oh, there's so many people, they just went, what? Really? <laughs> well, when the walls come down. When the walls come down, the studios. It's still good. No, still I've, lots of people want to skip it because there's just not much to do there right now, but it's still good. Uh, best Disney Cruise? Uh, fantasy. Um, definitely a seven night on the fantasy. 
All right. Favorite Star Wars character? Ahsoka Tano. Favorite oh, Disney wow. resort? Um, this one's kind of a tie uh, Bay- between Bay Lake Tower and Contemporary. I kind of classify it as one resort since they're right there. But Okay, yeah. if you're forced not to stay deluxe by your penny-pitching husband. Uh, Port Orleans Riverside. Okay. Yeehaw, uh, Bob! There we go. Finally yeah. came in. <laughs> All right, Disney bucket list item. Uh, this one's tough. Um, so I really want to do an Adventures by Disney River Cruise, but I also want to go to Alani, the Hawaii in Hawaii. So I, I don't know which one. I, I think first. a rope drop radio trip to Alani, and and that that sounds like a good plan uh, for my end. And and we'll take the kids, and they can all go play, and we'll sit by the beach. All right. That's I will, it. That's that, the lightning that's, that's awesome. No, that's great stuff. Uh, and if you have any questions for Michelle, we will uh, uh, put up a, a Facebook page and a Twitter handle and, of course, attach this podcast. Uh, and she loves answering all of your questions. As you can see, she has a wealth of knowledge. And even if you want to grill her about why she likes Lotso as her favorite villain, uh, you know, you are more than welcome to do that. Um, and Because I know Doug does stuff like that to her all the time. So, uh, anything else, Michelle, uh, with you being a travel agent, just, you know, uh, any questions people might have, how, how can they reach you? Uh, best way is email. So michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com is the best way. My phone number is also good, um, to call me 402-570-1736. Wonderful. And yeah. you can find her. She has a separate Facebook page. Uh, you can find her there. We'll throw a link to that page on our Rope Drop Radio page this week. So be sure to go like that page because she always does put some fun deals on there. And then she gets random texts from me like, oh my gosh, Marvel Day at Sea and stuff like that. So you'll definitely, if you like her page, you'll be one of the first to know about uh, cool upcoming Disney trips. So uh, whether it's Disney's in your plan for this year, next year, uh, at least like the page. And you know, you'll never know what kind of deal pops up that she can help you make your magical dream vacation come true. So, Michelle, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to join your husband and I with Rope Drop Radio. I know we'll uh, have you on again for sure. I know uh, the Beauty and the Beast review has been mentioned uh, that you'll be on with my wife giving that. I don't even know if you knew about that, but it has definitely been mentioned. So, future Rope Drop Radio show coming up. But uh, thank you again so much for being a part of it. No, thanks for having me. And awesome. Well, thank you, Doug. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Email us with any questions. And once again, thank you for listening to Rope Drop Radio.